My name is Brother Scott Griffith. I'm from the Forest Hills uh, branch in Tampa, Florida. So you're welcome. We sent the storm up here, gave you some snow. My kids were uh, a little excited to see some snow. Obviously in Florida, we don't get that too much. Some of the brothers and sisters here weren't really praying for that, even though my kids were. So a little bit of a conflict we have to work through before communion comes, but uh, we were all in the same spirit though. And, uh, and I just want to take a moment to just uh, thank God for our brothers and sisters here in Farmington Hills and your, your branch, the facility, uh, just beautiful. I'm so thankful that you've opened yourselves up unto us and allowed us to experience this blessing. The branch for me has a little bit of a specialness. Uh, when I was uh, called to a, my new responsibility in the Quorum of Twelve Apostles, we had the uh, interview here at the branch. And the brothers would call you in and they would talk to you and interview you through a process. And so the brothers were already here and I got here early and I was sitting outside and pretty nervous and just prayerful to say, Lord, you know, whatever your will is, it will be. But just give me some confirmation to know that you are with me. And as I was sitting in the parking lot right here, there's this field that's right behind us. And I got out of my car to get ready to walk in because Brother, Brother Paul had texted and said, it's time to come in, come on in. And in the, in the field out behind me, I saw Brother Nick Petrangelo and Brother Dominic Thomas appear. And they were standing there and they were talking with each other. And then they looked at me and just acknowledged me as if to say, go forth now in the spirit. And so it gave me confidence and here we are today. And so this is special for me. And it's more special, though, to be in the church of Jesus Christ. Amen. Because as our sister saying today, I am a believer. Because he's shown me his glory. Not through visions, not through tongues, not through dreams, but he showed me his glory through Jesus Christ. The fact that there would be love for someone like me. I'm so humbled to just realize that and understand that. And I still can't quite comprehend the fullness of that love. And yet as time seems to go on and we get a little older and our hair gets grayer, it disappears or we change shape, however that works for us, because we all face it. He still loves us and we realize that he loves us more because he's always there. Even in the moments when the trials come and we think he's not, brothers and sisters and friends, he is always there. And even through the song this morning was a confirmation of just the thoughts that had been given to me. And I was blessed by my brothers last night when we were enjoying their speaking, Brother Zach, Brother Lucas. And as they were talking uh, towards the end, Brother Lucas had just mentioned something in, in passing. It was just a comment that you had made. And, um, and he referenced a scripture, and the scripture stuck with me. And it's found in the fifth chapter of 2 Corinthians. And it's a very small little verse. It's the seventh verse of the fifth chapter. And the Apostle Paul at this point is talking about how we live in these earthly tabernacles, but yet we know there is this hope of an eternal life. We know there is this hope of a glory. But yet we don't see it because we're in this fleshly state. And many of us want to have the tangibility. You know, brothers and sisters, we are in the world today where we have to have proof. That's just the way it is, brothers and sisters. We have to have proof. 
We want to see it. We want to feel it. It's hard for us to kind of go outside of that realm and say that, well, if I can't see it, how do I know it's true? How do I know it's real? And yet, even as the Apostle Paul was talking in this moment and in this passage, and he was speaking with the Corinthians, and he was encouraging them and saying to them, yes, there is this place. There is this tabernacle that God has created outside of this fleshly body that we are in. He said this little phrase, and the way that it is printed, it's even in parentheses, like it's just this little thought that's in there in the seventh verse. And he says, for we walk by faith, not by sight. We walk by faith, not by sight. You know, many of us today are here and we're blessed with vision. We're allowed to see and know and understand where we're going. You know, if someone says, go here or go there, I can see it and I know where I'm going. And yet we have been given a vision and a template through the Scriptures, through what Jesus has sent and given unto us. When He came upon this earth and He walked and He talked and He taught for those short three years, He taught us so much. And He allowed us to be able to have now this vision before us of what can be if we would choose to accept Him. If we would choose to consider the words and the teachings and the principles that He gave unto us. If we would be willing to go beyond these fleshly eyes. To go beyond saying, well, I know this, this podium's here because I can feel it, I can touch it, I can see it. This bottle's here, I'm touching it. He's saying there's something so much greater. Jesus said, in my Father's house there are many mansions. And He went to prepare a place for us. So we start to have this vision or this picture of possibly what could it be? How could a house be so big that there were multiple mansions in there? And yet, if we think about this congregation here of, what, 250, maybe even 300 people? 300 mansions and a big house? And now take that outside to the world. Because He created it for all of His creation, not just a select few. All those who would receive Christ. But He's telling us, though, that we have to walk by faith. Say that with me. We must walk by faith. And that's the challenge. When we think about Peter in the 14th chapter of Matthew, and he was on a boat, he was on a boat, and Jesus had sent them out. And they were going to the other side of this coast because they had just Proclaim the beauty of God. And they're seeing all these miracles unfold before their very eyes that Jesus is doing. And as they're out there in the watch, as it says, starting with the 22nd verse, that Jesus constrained his disciples to go to the other side, and he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain and began to pray. And then when evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed but with the waves. For the wind was contrary. It was very rough. It was like you were in a tropical storm. I don't think it was Nicole, but it was a tropical storm. And it said that when the, when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, jumping down to the 26th verse, 
They were troubled, saying, It is a spirit, and they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them and said, Be of good cheer, it is I. Be not afraid. And so many of us know this account where the disciples are in the ship. The waves are tossing to and fro. And as the storm is about them, they start to see this personage. They see this vision. Now they can't touch him. And they're saying, what are we seeing on the water? That a man is walking on the water. Has anybody ever walked physically on water before? I'm not seeing any hands. When I was a kid, my grandparents, they had a, we would, they, they had a house in Florida. Obviously, that's what eventually took us to Florida from Pennsylvania. And they had an in-ground pool, you know, where the, the pool is submerged in the ground. And so when my brother and I were there and we would visit, we would say, let's go walk on water. So we'd start running as fast as we could from the side of the pool. And we kept on running as we went over onto the water, but we sunk after about a step. Never really could make it too far. So I've never been actually able to physically step on the water and walk out there. And so again, something that's outside of our natural comprehension, something that we have never been able to physically see, to know for sure, but yet he's telling us to walk by faith. And he says, and Peter answered and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, come. And what did Peter do? In that moment, brothers and sisters, Peter walked by faith, not by sight. Peter stepped out of the boat, which was the first big thing to do. Imagine yourself being on a ship. Seas are a little rough. And someone says to you, step out off the ship and just start walking on the water to me. That's the first hurdle right there that I know I would be struggling with. And yet Peter was focused on the Lord. His sight wasn't on the storm. His sight was on the Lord. His focus was on the Lord. Brothers and sisters and friends, when we face the trials in life, if our focus is on the Lord, we walk on water. And yet Peter steps out and he begins to walk on water and he goes to Jesus. He's now stepping out on faith and he's accomplishing something that we don't know if anyone else has ever actually done. But here he is, walking on water. And then what happened? He started to walk by sight because he looked around him and he realized where he was, that he was in the midst of the storm. And what happened? He began to sink. And immediately as he sank, the Lord said, he said to the Lord, save me. And the Lord reached down immediately and grabbed him and pulled him out. And he said, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And yet for me, I know I would be Peter. Brothers and sisters, when we step out to serve Jesus Christ, we do that through faith. We don't do that through sight. Sometimes we make a logical decision and we say, well, you know, this feels good, this church. Gathering together with the saints, they seem like they're good people, trying to do some good things. 
maybe it's, maybe it's the right thing to do. And they might make a decision and say, yeah, let's go ahead and do it. And they're walking by sight. Praise God they make the decision, but we're walking by sight. And yet there's those moments whenever we truly feel a conviction in our heart. And we start recognizing that, Lord, I'm not worthy to walk into this place. I'm not worthy to be around these people that are trying to do good. I'm not worthy to call upon your name, the name of Jesus Christ. But yet, Lord, you said, come. You said, come unto me. And because of that, Lord, I'm going to walk by faith that you're going to accept me. And brothers and sisters, those of us who have accepted Jesus Christ through baptism have accepted him through faith. When we went down to the waters of regeneration, it's a symbolism of the death and resurrection of Christ. You've seen a baptism, the minister stands and he raises his hand and he says those words, having authority given me of Jesus Christ. I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And then what happens? The candidate is lied down into the water, buried, symbolic of the death of Christ. And then immediately, he is brought back out as a resurrection. Cleanse the new creature. Do you believe today that when you were baptized in that water, that your sins were remitted? Do we walk back sometimes? From onto the shore and we look back and we say, Lord, did I do the right thing? No, we look back and we go and now start walking by faith to believe that I was forgiven. That's this walk of faith where it starts. And it's so challenging at times to get to the point as Peter did to step out to make the decision to accept Christ. Many of you know my testimony. Forgive me for expressing it again, but it's my testimony. And I was the type that I had to walk by sight. I needed to see and know. And the Lord started working with me. We were in a the Tampa branch. And I started feeling that spirit. And there were some people that had come in to the branch that were from outside the church. They hadn't been, they hadn't been raised in this. They hadn't grown up with this. And yet they came in and they so quickly and willingly saw something so special. And they were willing to give of themselves. And I thought to myself, what's wrong with you, Scott? You've been here. You see this. And yet I didn't have the full appreciation of what was happening. And I wanted, I needed to know that God was with me. I needed that visual. And that's my testimony that I said to the Lord, okay, Lord, if you're going to call me, then when I'm standing in the, in the church, the ceiling's going to open. The Lord is going to descend in the midst of everybody, and he's going to go, Scott, it's your time. And that's what I waited for. And you know what? Never happened. But yet a day came when I woke up one morning, and I was getting ready to go to school. And I realized that I had to walk by faith. And I realized that my God had already died for me. And I realized that that salvation was there if I would but accept it. And did I really need to see Jesus? No, I didn't because I knew 
I knew that my Lord was there and he was willing to accept me, even me. And I asked the Lord that day to forgive me and praise God today. Praise God today, I was baptized 32 years ago, this last week. Brother Ken and Sister Sharon were there. Don't know if you remember it or not, but 32 years ago. And here we stand. And I know there are some here that have been baptized 40, 50, 60, maybe even 70. Anybody over 70 years baptized? Sister Rose. How many years, Sister Rose? 81 years. Praise God. Amen? And the sweetness of what Sister Rose feels after 81 years is the same as someone who was just baptized. My son was just baptized this summer. That feeling of love and forgiveness is the same, whether it's a month or whether it's 81 years, because our God is a God of love, and he's willing to accept each and every one of us. We have to be willing and trusting that we would step out on faith, that we would step out and walk on the water. And as Sister Roseanne was singing her song, and we heard that chorus, what, was the, what were the words in that chorus? I have walked on water. Have you walked on water, Sister Roseanne? You have. And I understand why you're saying that. Because, brothers and sisters, when we face the trials of the day, we are walking on water if our, we are walking by faith. If our focus is on Jesus Christ, he is walking us on the water. Because we're walking through areas and tumultuous times and circumstances in our lives that are something we cannot deal with ourselves. Because if we start now to look around at the problem that's around me, whether it's health, whether it's family, whether it's sickness, whether it's job loss, we begin to look now and what happens? We sink. We sink in doubt. We sink in unbelief. We start to lose trust. Feeling hopeless. Brothers and sisters, as long as Jesus Christ is in existence, there is always hope. Don't ever forget that. Young people, if you ever start feeling like the stress is too much, it's not, life is too much for me. I don't know what to do. I need to just give up. I'm here to tell you that that's not the voice of God telling you that. And I'm here to tell you that you have a friend in Jesus Christ. And he can provide that hope for you. And if you have accepted him and you still are feeling that, you seek him in prayer and you walk by faith, trusting that he will carry you through. And he will lift you up out of that water because he will. Because when you look around, the brothers and sisters that have dealt with the trials of the day, they have walked on water. And they can testify of it. Jesus spoke one time these words to me. As I was struggling with something heavily in my life. And I felt the anxiety and I felt the weight and I felt the pressure. And he said to me, come now. Come now. Walk with me on water. Step out on faith. Don't allow doubts to hinder you to see the things that I have in store for you and my people. 
even as it was with Peter. When he looked upon me, his eyes were focused. Because his focus was sure, he walked with me. You now, do the same. Focus yourself on me. For if, I, if your focus is upon me, surely you must believe that all things are possible. Surely you must believe. Walk with me. Walk with me this day, thus saith the Lord. And that invitation, brothers and sisters, is for all of us. When Jesus has his hand outstretched to us, and he says, come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden, we step out on water to accept that invitation. Because we walk by faith. And as the Lord reminds us, there are great promises and things that are in store for each of us as his people. Brothers and sisters, the church is so blessed that God is giving us direction. And he's encouraging us and reminding us that we must unite together as the body of Christ. Brother Andrew pointed it out last night and at our Southeast Region Conference, the same thing happened. We were talking about unity. And a brother had pointed out that they said, well, you know, if you look at the, our logo and if you look at the I in Christ, it does look like a number one, doesn't it? And yet, where is that, that I or that one, where is it positioned? In the middle of the name of Christ. We are one in Christ. We are one in Christ. We are one body walking on water together. United with a focus on the Lord and what he has in store. Brothers and sisters, let's not let differences today prevent us from walking on water. Let's not differences in views and differences in ideology stop us from walking on water together. Because when we walk on water and we get to the other side, those are the promises now that he has for us. All the prophecies that are laid out before us in the scriptures with the reclamation of the house of Israel. And that is this era of peace, this time that we call Zion or a peaceful reign is waiting for us. A time of no sickness, no pain, no sorrow, full of health. It's a vision that God gives us. And brothers and sisters, that is a vision of the church, young people, Embrace the vision that is before you. Because if you have accepted Jesus Christ, and if you say, I am part of the church of Jesus Christ, this is your vision. This is your future. That the promises of God will unfold, and that we will see the greater miracles. Not just a trickling down, not just a miracle here, not just a miracle there but truly a time when the power of God will be unleashed upon this earth. And if we are right, if we are one in Christ, if we are with him, that's the vision. That's the place to be where we can walk on water. 
how did Brother Lucas, how did you say it last night? Keep, keep going, not knowing. Right? Keep going. That's walking. Some people run, keep going faster. And some people are taking their time. Keep going, not knowing. That means walking in faith. Brothers and sisters and friends, I would ask you to consider your state in this existence today. I would ask you to consider where your soul is. If you have not accepted Christ, He stands with His arms open. And if you feel that you need something tangible, the Lord will give. But brothers and sisters and friends, if He has already given because He has witnessed miracles and He has witnessed through others that you might know and trust and believe, and you sit here today and you feel a pounding upon your heart, know that that is the Holy Spirit that is working with you. And walk by faith, knowing that He will accept you. So many people testify when they come to the church and they say before they ask for their baptism, I thought I had to be perfect. I'm around these people and they're all perfect. And yet, when we're not perfect, we're in the perfect place to be accepted. Because that's the way He accepts us. Imperfect. And brothers and sisters, if we have accepted Christ today, I praise God for you walking on water. And I would pray that you would acknowledge and understand that as the trials come in your life, and as you say, Lord, I can't, I don't think I can make it through, but I'm going to take a step out on faith and trust. You have taken a greater step on water. And if you would stop and look down, sometimes it will cause us to sink. But I'm telling you here today, we are walking on water as the church of Jesus Christ. Let us continue to walk now, seeking Jesus as our Savior, looking to Him. Our focus is upon Him. Let's keep it there and nowhere else. Let's not look to the right. Let's not look to the left. But let's look to our Creator, our Savior of all, as His arms are open, that we might receive the fullness of His promises unfold before our very eyes. May God bless you this day. You can connect with the GMBA on YouTube, all major podcast platforms, and Instagram. There are links in the description. Make sure to like and subscribe, leave a comment, and share this with someone you know. Thank you.